Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. And, man, what a win yesterday right there, Chad. Man, that was uh, that was as, I wouldn't say, as easy as you like. I mean, it was just another one of those, you know, convincing wins and kind of furthering our stance it it might have been a top of the table clash and yet yeah, still early in the season because we're what seven games in but the distance between us and reading is a country mile yeah and um that was pretty evident yesterday that they uh they didn't offer anything going forward and they were kind of screwed once they blew for the the start of the match because we just dominated from whistle to whistle were, were you a little nervous going into this game knowing that the only team that's turned us over at Bramall Lane in the last, what, eight months, nine months has been Reading? Yeah, I mean, I was a little, you know, hesitant, but I always am. It doesn't ma- It doesn't matter. I mean, we could be like 100 points clear of everybody and I'd still think we were going to lose. That's just my mantra. But... I just felt once we got into the game and I was like, yeah, Redding are, are, are not at this. When we had the first few chances and we're like, yeah, okay, just brushing them aside. And they would, they would try and lump it forward. And we had all the possession. I was like, yeah, this. And then the first goal goes in. And I said, yeah, this is going to get out of hand. And we very well could have had, I don't know, six, seven, eight goals again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it begs the question, was this a more dominant performance for you or was the game against Blackburn Rovers more dominant? I think you would probably have to say this one, obviously, because, I mean, yeah, we took our chances and and put four past them. I don't think we, yeah, I said we could have, could have had eight, but I don't think in that Blackburn game, we could have had eight but I felt more confident we would have got eight against Reading, if that makes sense. That's a long-winded answer, but <laughs> I, I kind of talked in a circle there. I, I feel more confident we would have got eight against Reading than I do Blackburn. Yeah, I. it's funny because, you know, I listening to Blade's pod earlier today, uh, Hal and Ben were kind of chatting about this. And, you know, Ben said, I, I think it was Ben who said that he felt more comfortable in the Blackburn game than during this game, but they didn't have a sniff, did they? I no. mean, zero shots on target, four shots all game for Reading. And I thought, I mean, I think we had more possession. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but obviously I think this did like, like you said, the results did flatter them at the end of the day. Cause in reality, we probably should have put six past them in mm-hmm. this game, but you know, by the same token, they countered a couple of times. Obviously, RND had to make that last ditch effort. That goal goes in. They they get a goal there, and that completely changes the game. You know, obviously, because they're just trying to defend a a one one lead. They're not as forced to pressure. And yeah, I mean, like I said, that er- early goals really do change the game, and that's what we've done on on several occasions this season. Got an early goal. And been hungry for more and hungry to like keep pushing on, keep, you know, the pressure on their neck and, yeah. and get more goals. And, and more to that, 
you know, since we're getting these early goals, we're one taking the pressure off of our back line. And I feel like we can play more free flowing and we're not so uptight. And it almost draws defense out from the opposing team because Indai should have buried that one that we put over the top. There was so much room between their back line and the keeper. He had plenty of space to run onto and he just, he put the shot wide, but it's like we're drawing them out, but see some of these teams are just, that's their philosophy to keep pinned in and playing on the counter attack. Yeah. So, you know, us going in and getting an early goal, it's almost like the game is kind of over at that point because you don't really see us having too many defensive lapses to where we're going to go and give up a goal. I mean, it's going to have to take something really well worked from the opposition in our box or like a penalty, something like that for them to have an early goal and be able to defend for the entire, you know, the entire, what are 80, 80 minutes that would be left or however early they scored. But I think we just have that instinct where we just scare people. Yeah. I think we scare the, like scare the shit out of them. Yeah. And it's like, because you see the likes of Ahmed Hadzitz make his run. I mean, and die when he gets on the ball, McBurney looks good going forward. Our wing players, Max Lowe, low-key, playing awesome. George Baldock playing out of his mind. I mean, so with all this attacking prowess, and then we're, we've got it solidified at the back, these opposing teams are like, man, we don't even have a shot. And it, it might be one of those things. It might boil down to the game might be already over before it even starts, you know? Yeah, I don't want to get too overconfident here because no. – as they say, pride comes before the fall, doesn't it? But with that being said, four home games in, four wins, and we look unbeatable at home. We just have to get that away form up. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. And, and I'm not getting too overconfident. I'm just kind of looking back from taking my blades glasses off and just from afar looking back, and it's like, I don't know if these teams are, like, terrified to play us or what. It, it's just like – we might have this thing won before before the game even starts. But like you said, if if we can go and get our away form up and put like three, four away wins in a row together, man, this is going to be some side. Yeah. So that transitions really nicely. It was posted on Reddit earlier today, and I wanted to get your take on it. This side versus the 18-19 side that got promoted automatically. And I, I there are some interesting, like, I don't want to say parallels to be drawn, but, you know, I, I mean, that was a team where on its day could beat anybody in the championship. And this is a team that I think on our day, we can beat almost anybody in the championship. It's a much, much, much different league. I think in some ways it's a stronger league than 18-19. In some ways you have a lot of recently relegated teams who are going to be fighting amongst the, you know, for the playoffs basically. But, I mean, the dif here's the difference in this side. You know, you've got Bash in that 18-19 team who obviously the parallels are drawn with Ahmed Hodzic and how Ahmed Hodzic is basically just like a younger more fit, well, I don't know about fit, but, you know, 
I don't want to say better either because 1819 Bash was almost unstoppable as well, overlapping down the right. Um, but the way he plays, Ahmed Hadzic looks so good. We've signed ourselves, and somebody posted this earlier, so I'm just, you know, plagiarizing here. But we've signed a 25 million pound right center back for 3 million pounds. It's unbelievable, man. Like, mm-hmm. how did we get that? Like, what a coup for us. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like people, you know, saying we got fleece for Brewster and, you know, McBurney's not come good, so we got fleece for him. I feel like for once in a while, we kind of fleece someone else, you know? But but more more to that point, though, Max Lowe now coming good, mm-hmm. Jaden Bogle when he's in form. I mean, we got both of them, I think, for three million quid apiece, basically. I think it was seven million that we paid to Darby for both both of those players. Yeah. So that's looking like a better and better signing as the years go on and as they develop more. Yeah, and you know, hindsight twenty twenty, you know, when we when things were crumbling in our relegation season from the Prem, we were like, Why did we sign these players? Why didn't we sign these players? Blah blah blah. We're not gonna stay up. We are awful. We're not gonna be able to do anything in the championship. I almost think that the you know, I don't want to say the club had a goal, but the foundation of what Wilder had, and then obviously it just tanked, but he set us up with these younger players and heck he's almost taken over and kind of on that same trajectory, you know, we've been able to, to, I don't know, turn different younger players that Wilder hadn't turned us on to and then reaping the benefits like, and then die that no one thought was going to be, you know, we didn't even know anything about him until he signed that contract extension and then got in the side. Yeah. So heck he's been able to do that for the side. I mean, finding these young players, obviously on loan, like the law firm and, and players like that. Doyle looks a good player. McAtee when he's at home, clearly not when he's on, on the road, but I mean, some of these younger players that Hecky is is going with, it's kind of working for us. Yeah, I mean, Doyle, what a phenomenal game from Tommy Doyle. I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. Yep. You know, our two midfielders, Norwood and Doyle, I mean, they made they made it happen for us in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Doyle Doyle with one assist and then the hockey assist on on that first goal, passing it out on on the left to Max Lowe. Um, for that cross in for the McBurney header, which we'll talk about in a little bit in more detail. But yeah, he's been so good. Uh, and this was his first start. It's hard to believe that this was his first start, but he obviously looks a more complete player, I think, at the moment than McAtee. I think McAtee probably has more of a upside as far as the future is concerned. But look, he's just getting a start in senior football. Tommy Doyle has at least, I think, a year of senior football under his belt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's going to be – right now, It look, if Fleck were to come back tomorrow, okay, Doyle still starts for me. Yeah, I would agree. It's good competition in that midfield spot, you know, and the whole thing is missing Fleck kind of sucks because of the fixture congestion here. You know, we got to fit all these games in before the World Cup. But, you know, after this, after the World Cup, we're still going to have – fixture congestion it's still not going to go away because we're going to have to add the fa cup in after you know the first of the year so that gives us another competition we're in so i mean 
that's why I want Fleck back because we have that rotation. That way we're not dealing with these injuries, these niggling injuries that keep these players out for a couple of, you know, a couple of days here where they miss training or a couple of weeks where they miss a couple of games. So, you know, that's just, that's something that I'm looking forward. Like when Bogle comes back, you know, that's, that gives us even more depth. So that's the things that I'm looking for right now. Like, okay, if he went down, if he went down, who do we have in our ranks to fill those spots? And even if Bogle were to stay injured or comes back and doesn't play at like the player he was last season before he got injured, Chris Basham can step right into that spot as he proved to do in this game, playing right wing back for what the last 20, 25 minutes of this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you say we get into it? I feel like we've talked about a lot of moments in this game already, but let's review minute by minute here. As we said, fast, fast start for United as we got at them right away with a few good attacks that, you know, didn't really lead to anything, but the first real chance came in the ninth minute as Njai won a free kick in a really good area, just about where Norwood struck that goal against Blackburn, and he takes this one. It's up and over the wall and then over the bar, but relatively close, and like I said earlier, Norwood, one of our best players on the pitch in this one. Yep, I would agree with that. 11th minute, fantastic marauding run by Ahmed Hodzic from the defensive half. He puts in a pass to Doyle down the left-hand side who slips it for low, down the wing, low first times across into the area, and McBurney with the header into the back of the net. Was that a piss missile header, Chad? Yeah, I, I think I'd like to think it was. I mean, dude, what has this guy found? What magic has he found? I'm glad he's scoring two and two. That is a striker now. Because yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's what I've been talking about. If we can just find a striker to complement the rest of it's going on. Remember like three weeks ago when we were saying, should we just drop the striker completely and play a false nine? Yeah, uh, clearly it's it's you got to go with the hot hand and Ollie McBurney scoring two goals in two games. I mean, you can't take him out of the side. Absolutely not. It's his shirt to lose at this point. Like you said, two and two and McBurney absolutely brimming with confidence. And for my money, he was the most dominant player on the pitch for the first like 20 minutes of this game. Oh, yeah, he was. He puts in a shift. I give you I give him credit for that. Because not only, like, against Blackburn, he put in a shift, didn't get the goal, put in a shift against Luton, got his goal, and put in a shift against Reading and got his goal. So, I mean, well worth it. He's yeah. working his tail off, and it's it used to be a couple, of, like, la even last season when he came in and he was just trying to head the ball on, then he wouldn't do anything. It's, it's like a, a completely new Oliver McBurney. It's so crazy. Yep. Yep, you love to see it. 16th minute and one of Reading's only real like half chances in this game. Lucas Zhao finds uh, Loam about 30 yards outside the box. He hits a hard shot, but it misses to the left. And even if it had like gone on frame, I think Wes had that covered. Mm -hmm. 17th minute, Norwood in the midfield gets it to Doyle about 25 yards out. He passes to McBurney on the right, who drives inside and has a good shot. And it just takes a little deflection and into the arms of the keeper, Lumley. It was a bit of an awkward one, I thought, for Lumley, who like initially looked like he was diving to his right, but then had to make the save to his left. And 
you know, that deflection could have gone anywhere, including into the back of the net. But, uh, you know, Redding fortunate that it was into Lemley's arms there. Yeah, I mean, I was almost hoping it was going in. But when I saw it going in his arms, I was like, okay, you know, we just keep piling the pressure on, piling the pressure on, just search in search of a goal that obviously is going to come. But I didn't know if it was going to come. So I was like, is this going to be one of those games where we get the goal we keep we keep pressuring, 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 pressuring. Never get anything. Rue our chances, and then Redding get a goal on the other end, and it ends one one. I was like, I please hope I don't see that again because I felt like we saw that a lot last year, and there was a lot of drop points. But it's good that we're going and getting a, a goal, getting another one, getting another one, so we can just take all three points. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the 18th minute, on the right-hand side, Norwood put in a ball that somehow McBurney gets to. He heads it back to Njai, who has a shot that is blocked out. Baldock, I, I can't remember which minute it was, but um, he put in a cross, which, like, McBurney was, like, dragged down in the box. But it was like a penalty shout, but nothing given. And then, like I said earlier, really solid defensive play from Reese Norrington Davies. Basically, they got like they did us on the break, and it was three on one at one point. And then he put in a really, really good challenge three on one, made an excellent tackle. And I think he put the ball out for a corner there. But yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought that Reese Norrington Davies would come in as our left center back and put in like he had, he said three or four absolutely phenomenal games in basically an emergency left center back role you know obviously his his more comfortable role is that left wing back but yeah he's been phenomenal in in that left center back role yeah it was it's nuts man who would have thought he'd be playing there i mean especially let alone his health has been such an issue and we can't keep him healthy and for some reason he's caught this like good stretch of health and he's playing his ass off yep i mean it's crazy who would have ever thought this dude would have been playing this? I mean, I can remember back to times when I shouted, I wanted him out of the squad. Like, yeah. now keep him in there. Yep, yep. Even when Kieran Clark comes back, I I, don't, I think it's his shirt to lose, you know? Yeah. 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 The, the one thing I wonder, because it's going to happen at some point, you know, we're going to lose and we're going to lose bad. How do we react to that? Like we might get stuff three one or three nil four nil something like that. Somebody could turn us over, whatnot. How do we react? And does Hecky make changes immediately after we get drubbed by somebody? Because you know it's going to happen. What? How do we react going into the next fixture? Do we? Is that where it starts? Like a barren run where we run like two or three games and we lose all three of them? Or does Hecky make changes with different players, bring them in, and we like? kind of stop, like, stem the tide, stop the bleeding, so to speak. Right, we only drop one. Yeah. Because yeah. I want, I, I've often thought about this late at night when I'm by myself, cuddled up with my pillow. <laughs> Is this going to be a team that we might lose one in every, you know, four or five, where we don't lose, like, back-to-back or three in a row, something like that, or where we lose, lose one, you know, draw two and then win or is it 
I don't know what kind of team that is. I'm cur- That's why I'm curious to see when we get adversity on against us. Do the losses pile up, or do we just have one and then we get back to a win- winning form? You know. Right now, as far as our form is concerned, obviously unbeaten in six. And if we can win two for every, and and then draw two, and then maybe lose one, that's promotion form. Yeah, done, done and dusted. That that's league winning form right there. Yeah. But I, look, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Uh, you know, seven games into the season, not even a quarter of the way into this season yet. So, um, but if we can keep this going, you know, there's nothing we can't achieve. Nothing. I, I thought you would bring up more uh, uh, concerning of me cuddling with my pillow by myself. I, <laughs> I, I just moved right past it, man. <laughs> moved right past that. Anyway, 27th minute, United win a corner that is taken by Doyle. It's cleared out, but only as far as Doyle again. He puts in another brilliant cross, and Egan goes up for it, and he heads it out of play, but he had Ahmed Hadzic right behind him, who was wide open. I mean, he lets that go, and Anel has a good chance on goal there. Yeah, I mean, you and you could tell he was pissed, because when, when Egan hit it, he throws his hands up. He's like, I was right here. It was going to set up right nice for him. And he was going to be able to bury it, hope, or well, at least have a shot on target. But I think Kevin Gage even said, "I don't know why he he can hit it." I'm at odds. It was going to. And actually, Kevin Gage has a pretty good like pronunciation of Ahmed Hazic too. And and he's like, "I don't know. I'm, he was going to set up nicely for Ahmed Hazic, and he he can just put his head in the way." I don't know what country's <laughs> accent that was, but it certainly wasn't English. Ar- Armenian. <laughs> uh, moving right along here. 28th minute, Tom Ince got the ball in the box, and he put a shot that was way wide of Fodderingham's net. 30th minute, Norwood passed to Doyle about 28 yards out. He took a, tr- a touch and tried to test the keeper a long way out, but it saved easily enough by Lumley. I mean, the good thing that he did there was it dipped right in front of the keeper, and when you're, you are going to test the keeper from that far out, you do want to make sure that it like dips right in there, maybe gets under the keeper. You get a cheeky goal there, but um, good form there from, from uh, Doyle. And in the 37th minute, off of a really poor pass down the pitch by Redding, Egan heads it up to Doyle, who first times it over the top of the Redding defense for Njaye, and he's on it, just him and the keeper, and he puts his shot just to the left of goal. I mean, it was so close for Njaye, but I have to say, excellent one-touch pass for Doyle right there. Oh, yeah, but I mean, Njaye just has to do better, and... Just like looking at it, I don't know if he he just kind of like wanted to pass it into the goal instead of powering it through and blowing it past the keeper. So that's why I think he just missed, to be honest with you. Yeah, he tried a technique shot to the left of the keeper, but I think he had acres of space if he tried a shot to the right. But look, I mean... We're just two arm armchair pundits here. In the moment, you know you don't go you don't know what's going through a lad's head, but yeah. it was a good chance. Forty first minute, Badgay down the left hand side, just outside the box, passes to Njaye, who gets it right back to Badgay, who made a pretty good run. He slides it into the six yard box, but nobody there 
for United. It's cleared out, but only as far as Badgay in the box. He passes to Norrington Davies, who puts in another cross that finds McBurney, but it's blocked and deflected to Badgay, who tries a shot, but it's blocked out again. But that was a good little run of play from United right there. Same 41st minute. Jeff Hendrick had a shot from pretty far out that was always rising. And then the last chance of the first half came as Tommy Doyle put in a great ball over the top for Lowe, who crossed the ball, and it found Njaye. He hits it first time, and it was wild and way over the over the bar, like some 20 yards, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good first half and a good way to end the first half. But, I mean, as we just mentioned, the amount of pressure we had based on the chances that we kept creating, it was like, we're going to breach them again. There, It's just a matter of time of when it happens. And like I said earlier, I was like, oh, I hope it's not one of those where we end up drawing it 1-1. But I was like, based on the amount of pressure, the levy's going to break at some point and how, it's just how many. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to say in this game, I wasn't really nervous about conceding. I just thought we looked so solid defensively that, yeah, I just didn't get my nerves up at all about conceding, even at, at one nil. Yeah. So the second half started off with a bang as United win an early corner down the right-hand side. It's taken by Tommy Doyle, who puts in a wonderful cross that drops perfectly for Ahmed Hadzic, who absolutely blasts it into the back of the net. Well-deserved goal for the Bosnian international there. And what a corner taken by jo- by Doyle. I mean, in this young season, I have to say, and this was brought up, I, I can't remember by whom, but we have scored more off dead ball plays than I can remember. Yeah. I mean, how barren has it been over the last, what, two years? We ain't scored any, or have, I mean, little to none off of, you know, set pieces or cor- corners or anything. I can only, oh, geez, I can only li- remember like two, three maybe? I don't know. But yeah, it's good to see us. Because how many times on this pod have I clamored for us to get a set-piece goal off off one of our center backs or a set-piece Ollie Norwood goal? And it's kind of like coming to fruition now. Yeah. And we, we're scoring them in bundles. We've seen it thrice now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're scoring. I mean, you only like to think that we're just going to keep going on and getting more and more as, as the season wears on, you know? Definitely. Definitely. 62nd minute McBurney on the left-hand side. He passes to Max Lowe, and it's three-on-two defenders for United. He passes to Bergay, who unselfishly passes to Njaye out on the right-hand side of the box. He drives to his left, side-foots an absolutely immaculate shot through three defenders into the bottom left corner. World-class from Njaye. 3-0 to United. I think that's his, what, fourth goal? Yeah, at home are they all at home this year? Fourth goal in the season. I'm not sure if they're all at home. I think I they are. I, I can't. I know remember. at least two of them are. Yeah, I can't remember offhand, but I, I believe you're right. And I mean, I, I knew Njaye was going to score. He looked so keen to score. Even in that last game against Luton, I thought, you know, this. I was thinking he's going to get a goal in the next game for sure. Yeah, well, it's one of those deals. He tries. You know, he's a workhorse in our midfield, and you almost feel like he deserves a goal almost every game. 
that he has an influence in. And, you know, now he's starting to come good and score goals and goals and goals. My thing is, who else is going to get in on the scoring? We've had everybody in the – who's the next to open their account? Is Baldock the next one to open his account? I mean, because we've had Sandy Barge, McBurney, and Die, Max Lowe scored. Ahmed Hodget just scored. Goals from all over the place. I, I think Brewster gets the next goal, like, to open his account. I hope. I hope so. Mm. Uh, who gets the goal first, Wes or, or Brewster? <laughs> because the whole thing is, is he's gone to the wayside now with McBurney scoring two and two. He's just he's he's stuck to riding the pine now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which but is a shame. I, he put he put in some valuable minutes, I thought yesterday. Brewster. Yeah, but what I think too is when he gets subbed on, what was the score? Three, four. Was it four nil when when he was subbed on, or was it three three nil? three nil? I believe. Okay, it was still three nil. But I, it was almost like we had switched off there, you know. Once we, once we got the third goal, yeah, we worked another goal in there. But it's almost kind of like I feel like we took all of our impact players out, and it was kind of like, all right, Kadra come in, you know, the likes of yeah, Kadra comes in, and then who came in? Doc McBurney came out for Brewster, so it's like, okay, they had been creative throughout the game. All right, let's see. I don't know if they're work. I, I wonder if Hecky's working on a, a link-up system between Kadra and Brewster, kind of like and Die and McBurney. Yeah, I mean that's entirely plausible. I haven't. It's not quite there yet, but we should look for that in the next game for sure. Yeah, because I wonder if if McBurney comes out, does and Die come out, and Kadra come in, and Brewster come in, just to replace that. I, I, I'm wondering, is that like a philosophy in the coaching room, you know? It's a possibility. I again we're gonna have to kind of wait and see on that one, but I, I I mean I kind of like that you know you know you've recognized that Chad and it's definitely something we'll be on the lookout in the future. Yeah, because I mean it's almost like one of those things if one doesn't get fire like one set of them doesn't get firing, heck you could just rotate two more and be like, all right, go out there and see what you can do. You know? I'd yep. like to see it. Yep. Yep. 66 minute McBurney took a knock when he was trodden on, I think, but I mean, it looked bad at first, but he got up and played a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was the biggest thing is I saw him go down. And I was like, Oh no, he's just got on form and now he's going to go out with an injury. No, please don't. Please don't. Good thing. He got up and kept playing 67th minute. Kadri replaces in Jaya and, and Kevin Gage was like, Oh, we're going to want to hear the ovation and Jaya gets when he's subbed off. And then what does he do? He proceeds to talk for a full minute while the ovation is going on. Like, dude, come on. That's that's Kevin Gage's best, man. Kevin Gage's best. How did you like my Gage? Was that pretty good? Yeah, it was better than my Bosnian, Armenian, Slovenian, whatever it was. (laughs) Way better than me. 69th minute, nice. Um, Halliet, uh, took a shot that went way high and wide after a corner. 69th minute, still McBurney comes off, Brewster comes on, and, you know, I, like I said, great game from Ollie McBurney. I, I, like, like I said also, I mean, he was unstoppable for those first 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, a great shift. Got his goal. Great shift. Go on to the next one. 
72nd minute, Sandy Barge made a marauding run into the box and like was clear to take the shot, but a last-ditch tackle sees the ball fall to Brewster just on. He tries a back heel, but it's saved by Lumley. No follow-up there. I mean, gutted Brewster didn't score as, you know, it was his to take there, but you feel like like we already said, he'll he'll be keen to try to get a goal at the weekend. He'll probably get another sub opportunity right around that, you know, 65th, 70th minute there. Yeah, I think he will. It's just I want to see him in the, the short amount of time that he is featured go and get a goal, you yeah. know? Definitely, definitely. And hopefully it's comfortable enough for United against Hull where maybe we're 2-0 up and – you know, Hecky is like, yeah, take a rest, McBurney. Go on, Brewster. Try to get your goal. Get that confidence up, lad. Yeah. 79th minute, McAtee came in for Doyle and Bash came in from uh, for Balduck. And this had an immediate impact as in the 80th minute, McAtee down the left-hand side and the attacking third put in a fantastic cross for Bash who rises up, heads it down, and it takes an excellent save from Lumley to keep it 3-0 at that point. Yeah, I thought the big fella was going to score. I I was so hoping that ball was going to go in. But, I mean, it was a great save by Lumley. Great yeah. save. A, a great diving effort to 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 put it. I think he put it out for a corner, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. He gave it, put it out for a corner. So, yeah, it was a hell of a save. And it wouldn't stay 3-0 for long there as in the 81st minute, Norwood plays in McAtee who drives to the left looking to shoot but ends up passing it back for Bash who passes to Norwood who puts in another brilliant cross. Ahmed Hodzic on the end of it again, putting it into the left-hand corner 4-0 to the Blades. Ahmed Hodzic at the double and a well-deserved brace for the lad. He's some player, isn't he? Yeah, like like you said earlier, we paid how much for this dude? I mean, he if we don't get promoted, he won't be here next year. I put that I will bet my life on that one. Because yeah. somebody is going to somebody is definitely monitoring him right now cuz the whole thing is is the buzzards could be circling right now for January. You know, yeah. cuz yeah. a team in in the prem that's struggling, they could just come in and throw cash at us and we see say see you later. The whole thing is, is, you know, that's where we got to have like some backup plan or heck he's got to say, Hey man, I'm going to need you through the entirety of the season. Our yep. goal is to go up. If you're going to be with us, stay with us the whole entire season and then we can get you off to wherever you want to go or you can go up with us next year and play with us. But I assure you, you keep playing like this. Your price tag is just going anywhere but up. Yeah. You mean anywhere or but anywhere down. Anywhere but down. <laughs> anywhere but down. Yes. Sorry, I said that backwards. Yeah, and and heck I mean, you said it, Chad. Heck he said as much in, in his post game interview. And what what a signing that is. What a signing. And I absolutely loved every chance that, you know, Anel got on the ball for the rest of the game. Even if he was like fifty yards out, you could hear shoot yeah, from right. the crowd. So great. So great. And that was pretty much it. Another dominant, dominant win at home. And, I mean, I think we put the entire league on notice now that, you know, we're not to be messed with at home. Oh, yeah. It's almost Fortress Bramble Lane. You're going to be lucky, you know, and like we said, we can't get ahead of ourselves. But it's almost like you're coming to Fortress Bramble Lane and you're just hoping that we mess up and give you a chance to get a point, to get a draw. 
you're hoping that at like the best you are going in there and being like, I don't know if we're even going to have a chance to get a draw, let alone a win, but we'll settle for a draw if they, if they mess up at the back and we have a chance. Definitely. How about your man of the match chat in this one? And I'm going to go with TD. Uh, okay. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. I'm. He, he played good. He played phenomenal. He pings everywhere. He, putting the ball everywhere looked 10 times better than McAtee. And like you alluded to, you know, that probably has to do with his first team uh, experience. And so, yeah, for me, it was, it was TD. I'm going to have to go with Norwood, man. Norwood also had a phenomenal game. Got yeah. himself an assist, just bossed the midfield. Those balls over the top, man, you just, you can't put a price tag on on that. I mean, he looks to be the best midfielder in the championship right now. Yeah, right? It's, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. And I'm just chuffed for him because he deserves it, you know, after taking so much stick from even the likes of us, you know, over the last couple of years to see him come good for us once again, once we're back in the championship. I mean, it's I, you just love to see it. You love, love, love to see it. So, Chad, this coming Sunday, we have another game, this time against Hull City, and they're up there, and they've had a pretty decent start to their season, I have to say. Um, Their form in the last five is pretty mixed. They lost their last game uh, yesterday against QPR. They played away 3-1 to QPR in that one, but they beat Coventry. Before that, they lost to West Brom 5-2. They got really turned over in that one. They drew Burnley and then beat Norwich before that. So, um, you know, they've had a good run of games against top-tier sides uh, in this league. But, yeah, the game starts at 3 p.m. BST this coming Sunday. And what what are your takes on on whole city so far this season? I mean, like like you said with their form, a little just kind of up and down. I mean, they're 11th in the table on 11 points through seven games, which isn't bad. I mean, they're not a bad side, but I still think it's too early to kind of, you know, it's almost like the cream is rising to the top right now uh, of who's going to be up there in, you know, promotion playoffs all that because you can just look at the top four teams us and the and norwich burnley and watford so us and the three teams that got relegated from last year are all up there so i mean hull i we're gonna face a former blade and he got an assist in the in the game yesterday against qpr they don't really have too many big big names well amongst them I have to say, is Oscar Estupian. He had a hat trick against Coventry um, this previous weekend, and he's a man on form right now. Seven goals in seven games, leading the goal-scoring uh, chart right now. He's he's their danger man. He's somebody we have to look out for, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, But that back line's going to be okay. We're going to man-mark him, and we're going to take him completely out of the game. I think this is one of those... Games like okay, Reading was top, but we went and manhandled them. I don't know if we're gonna do that. I see this is the game right here for us to go on the road, 
to whatever their stadium name is now. It used to be the KCOM. Now it's the MKM, I think, or something like that. And go put a result in. Go in like 2-3-0, dominate this side like you probably should, and then you put the league on full notice like, man, they're thumping people at home. They're thumping people away. They're going to be tough to beat anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how do you see United lining up? Same side, right? I mean, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any changes there. I mean, who are we going to who do you who drop? Are make a change? Yeah. yeah. Who, who do you drop? I, I can't see anybody coming out of the side. I mean, and the whole thing is, is with us playing yesterday, we have today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we play on Sunday. So it's going to be from Tuesday to Sunday, it's five days. So we got ample time to, you know, train and recover our bodies after that game. It's not like we're turning around. We got one in three days. So yeah. that's okay. And then after this whole game, we have another week until we play Rotherham. So that's not even like the end of the world. So I like it setting up right right now how we are, and I would make one single change. Well, with that being said, what's your final score prediction? Oh, man. Now I'm, I'm going to go optimistic, and I'm going to get humbled this weekend because it's not going to be. But I think we win 3-0. 3-0. 3-0, Three I might be drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too early right now, but I just – there's something about this side that I just can't get over. It's just like every week I feel like we're just going to go and stuff teams every single weekend. So I think this is the weekend where we go away from home and win emphatically and, and get it done. Three yeah. yeah, I mean, three points away from home for the first time this season would be phenomenal. Who who do you think scores the goals, Chad? Uh, Ahmed Hodges is going to have to get one because it's going to be off of a set piece. Um. We'll go with McBurney getting three and three, and then uh, I'll go Sandy Barge. He's due one. I like it. I like it. I'm going to say 2-1 to United. A little bit more cautious there. I do think that this game will have goals in it, and I'm going to say McBurney, and then off the bench, Rianne Brewster Baby gets his first of the season. I'm calling it right now. Calling my shot. Hopefully. Hopefully. And then and then I think Regan Slater is going to get the goal for Hull. No, I mean, if anybody scores, it'd be a, blade, a, a former Blade. Yeah. That'd be okay. Yep, yep. Well, I think that just about does it for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on social media. You can follow us at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red, ha- Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. And please tune in this Sunday as we do yet another live stream watch along with the Chef United Way. Chad and I will be on commentary on the call. So please, if you're not going away to Hull this weekend, please jump on it and give us your score prediction before the game starts. Uh, Definitely engage with us because we absolutely love it. And it definitely drives the content that we're producing during the game. And we'd really appreciate you showing up. Chad, where can the people follow you on social media? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at cjarvis underscore 13. And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at sunpuck on Instagram and at nessman930 
on Twitter. Well, until this Sunday, when we play Hull Away, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Mm-hmm.